Hi, welcome to the Fit Me Forever podcast hosted by the OmniFit. We're about all things fitness. We help women get off the diet roller coaster to find sustainable health, embracing life right where you are on the way to where you're going. Welcome to the podcast. I'm Coach Jody V, a certified nutrition coach who specializes in helping women become physically and mentally strong to regain energy for a life they love. I would like to welcome my co-host, Kayla Duncan, owner of the OmniFit, and fellow colleague and nutrition coach, Taylor Bloxham. Together, we are the OmniFit. Hey ladies, this is Coach Jody V, and I'm back here today with Taylor and Kayla. We are going to be talking about all about progress today. So let's just start with a little allegory here. You're browsing social media feed and all of a sudden this girl pops up on your feed. You've seen her before and you decide to start following her. You kind of watch a transformation unfold that looks, um, well, actually pretty amazing. But after a little while, rather than encouraging you, you start to feel discouraged and a little defeated. And then you start comparing yourself and you start asking questions. How come she can do that? And why am I not seeing that kind of progress? Um, We start asking these questions and we start to spiral, I think, sometimes. So today we're going to talk about how do you prevent all these questions that are legitimate and what you see may be legitimate from going negative. So what does that bring to mind, gals? This is really, this is a really, really good one. Um, It obviously comes up in a lot of client feedback over the years. Um, But even on a more personal level, I've experienced it myself. Um, That is the exact thing that happens. Very rarely are we following people on social media that we don't like initially. Um, And so what do we do when something that used to be encouraging, there's that switch where it's like, Ooh, now at what point did I stop feeling encouraged and start comparing myself to this person? Um, Many times when it comes up in conversation or a client brings that um, into their check-in to just kind of talk about and explore a little bit, um, we dissect it a little bit more. So that's kind of what we're going to go through today, which is really exciting. Um, Tay, what's your experience on this? Like you said, even on such a personal level, that's something who doesn't go through that. Um, But yeah, I would say it's just huge from, you know, everything that's in this day and age with just how prevalent social media is and just everything on it. I think it's just so, so common. And, you know, like you said, we get people all of the time with clients and their feedback, and it's just so natural to want to compare, but that starts to steal so much joy. And we really have to keep that in check just because there's so much, so much social media out there, so much, um, especially in this day and age, I know you guys can attest to this with the fitness industry. It can get a little bit, um, it can get a little bit, what's, what's the word that I'm thinking of? It's just so easy to compare with everything that's going on with all of this progress happening. And so it's just such a, um, such an easy way to, to really shame ourselves. And it's, it's really hard. Right. And something that's usually intended to be encouraging. Um, Yeah. 
I never, I've shared my progress, you know, over years and, um, I never want to discourage someone else by having them share their progress or having them compare because the point in the person usually sharing their progress is to say, look what I've done. You can do this too. That's usually the message behind it is look, you can do this too. And so when you're someone that is working really hard to achieve a physical transformation, especially, um, you do start to question, well, why am I not seeing that kind of progress? And so it's a really valid question. It's actually a very healthy question. Um, I love the inquisitiveness of it, but a way that we can kind of shape that to keep it from going negative is to dig a little bit deeper. And this might not be appropriate to actually ask this person, but it's something that is important to go through in our minds so that we feel more confident in doing what we're doing, because ultimately that's the baseline. That's the baseline. We have to be confident in what we're doing and knowing that that is what is best for us. But it doesn't mean you can't explore to kind of suffice your, what am I trying to say? To, to try to just settle those, those questions in your mind, but that's very normal. Yeah. Yeah. It's important to settle some of the questions in your mind because um, what you don't want it to do is lead to unhealthy behaviors or strategies Right. Um, that that don't fit for you, and I think sometimes that happens with the social media influences. You automatically think that you're not getting the results you should be, mm-hmm. but because somebody else is, that you need to be doing what they're doing. Right. And it's not to say that what they're doing necessarily is wrong um, for them, but one of the questions that always comes to mind is, um, you know, do you really want what you think you see? Because you don't, you have to kind of ask the questions like, do you have all the facts behind what you see? Right. That's a really good one. Do you really want what you think that you see? Because it's definitely a snapshot. Right. Yeah. I feel like we can all relate so much being all of us past figure competitors in the bodybuilding realm. You know, I personally now I know what I would have done before before prior to competing and recognizing someone's body I'd be like oh look at that you know and exact same questions that come up in our minds but now I look at that and know that they're probably starving they're probably not the happiest or living life to the fullest in the moment but what is what is that to assume but you know, it's it's so it's so hard because we don't know what's going on. We do not know the be, the behind story. Even if someone were to be so pumped and so happy on social media, you don't really know what's actually going on in their real life. I think that it's interesting, Taylor. Um, I know that recently you had posted um, an Instagram post where um, from a couple of years back when you were in prep, and you were really pretty lean at that time. And um, you had a whole commentary about how it was then compared to like how you feel about your, you know, where you are right now and how hard that was. Do you want to talk about that a little bit? Yeah. I mean, it was a fantastic picture, but I look at you and go, you're so healthy. You know, now, I mean, I thought you looked great then you look great now, but it's a, yep. it's a very big difference. Um, from, you know, the two points, not good or bad, not judging it either way, but yeah, share about that. Yeah. I would say the biggest difference in that, in that place is you are constantly looking 
while you're prepping, you're constantly looking at yourself in a critical eye, which isn't bad, but you have to keep that in check because as we have discussed before, that can quickly down spiral into a very unhealthy mindset and a very unhealthy habit. And so I think the biggest thing now is just the total shift in mindset and knowing who I am and knowing where I come from and what my value and worth is. And that's not in a body and that's not in how I look. And so that transcends into so many different areas in my life. Now that pours into my relationships, that pours into my, into my business, that pours into so many different things versus before. It's just so easy to get caught up in that in that moment in what is going on. And it's so good to have that discipline and that self-control, but that can easily sway you into, into a very, into a very messy route if you're not careful. Right. No, I really, I really like what you said about that so many times. Um, and almost every competitor that, that I've spoken with or that has spoken out on social media, many, many times they don't appreciate where they are at the period of time. Um, but a lot of times that translates to just general fitness too, because as you're on your journey to self-improvement, to you know, achieving more joy and more substance out of life, like really getting the best out of all facets of life, there's many times that you're so hyper-focused on something that you're missing the appreciation of what you've accomplished and and where you are. Mm -hmm. And so keeping that appreciation for your body and what you're already doing and all of that in mind, while you're also being inquisitive and learning, because there are definitely things that, you know, maybe someone has posted this transformation and they have done something that is worth learning about. Um, There's definitely a lot out there. That's, that's the basis of research, right? That's why do some people respond a certain way And how do we define what is normal behavior? How do we define normal behavior of metabolism, normal behavior of the body? Um, After years and years and years of working with hundreds of different kinds of bodies and women as a profession, I can confidently tell a client, oh, what you're experiencing is normal. But if it was just me, if it was just N equals one with my own body and you've never experienced this with someone else, it's very normal to have that is this normal? Is this what happening? I'm going to use a very personal example with um, business. I'm going to leave out some of the details so we can kind of stay on topic. But recently, um, as a business, we were pursuing different things, setting different goals, setting different, in the same way that we go about constructing a a story and having a strategy behind what we're doing, we do the same thing to grow the OmniFit as a business. And as an owner, it was like, man, I really feel like, you know, we, we've set really high goals. We should be accomplishing better things. And even in my own personal life, I had to put myself around people that were experts in that category, in that field, that industry to then feel re-energized and be like, oh my gosh, my expectations were not only a little bit too high, but we're actually doing really good. So that there was some appreciation for the hard work that we are putting in. And when that happened in my mind, I was like, oh my gosh, this is what I've been teaching people to do about their bodies for like 15 years. And so while I might be new on, on the other side of, um, you know, the business and, um, marketing side of things. Um, it's really interesting to see how those things coincide and how the same thing can happen with, with marriage, which we're about to be 10 years in this year. Um, and how, 
God has just so graciously brought many other young married couples into our path where we can confidently say like elbow to elbow, bump fist and be like, hang in there. What you're experiencing is normal. Um, and so it's just like with anything else is that when you see that, when you see, um, how can this person do this? Why am I not seeing that kind of progress? A lot of times it's just, they've been doing it a lot longer. And so, um, having all those facts, um, we've talked a lot about metabolic health over the course of, of having this podcast. And that I would say is one of the absolute most, um, high priority, high variables to a response to a training program, to a nutrition program is your metabolic health. Where are you when you started? And so keeping that in mind, what, what about, what do you guys think about that? I think if you're not in a good metabolic place when you start, you, um, and, and I think this is why a lot of times um, people will jump programs and do things like that, that, you know, don't stick with one thing or one thing that's good for them. It compromises their metabolic health. And then you are looking at perhaps somebody else's highlight reel and it feels like you've got to jump, you know, to the next thing. Um, and you, it's stopping to ask for yourself and for the person that you might be following or looking at is what's really happening inside of those pictures and what's really happening inside of yourself um, to get realistic about, you know, have you really been on a long-term sustainable program that is helping build your metabolic health so that you can, it can be sustainable over the long run as opposed to, very, very quick fixes and jumping all over the place, you're not in the strongest uh, metabolic health. And that might be part of the reason that you're not seeing the results or um, you know, you're not seeing the kind of progress that somebody else is. So it's really digging back behind what's going on underneath, you know, yeah. underneath what it is that you're looking at. Mm -hmm. And th that would be one of my first questions to ask a client or myself when I find you know, you're in that place is what's really happening here. And again, you only know that by surrounding yourself with people that can help you dissect what is happening for you and what might be happening, you know, for the person that um, you're looking at. Right. Yeah. And some of the variables that I've seen also with, um, in regards to like quick muscle gain, um, not just body type, but we're talking about adults here. So what is the history of that person athletically? Um, I know a common variable with women that appear to put on a decent amount of upper body muscle pretty quickly usually have a past in some type of cheerleading, some type of something where they use their upper body muscles as a younger child, that there's a baseline established there versus someone who didn't. Um, not right or wrong, but their body's already accustomed to that. I'm going to use myself as an example with lower body development. Dancer quads. Yes. People comment <laughs> all the time about my legs, my quads. Oh my gosh. My whole life I've hated having big legs. As a dancer, you don't want big legs. <laughs> but, but, you know, big muscular thighs or not. But then I also played soccer. And so by the time I turned to weight training, my legs responded so fast versus my upper body had nothing. I was never, I did gymnastics younger, but not, not anything to write home about. And so those muscles just didn't get the same conditioning. And I think that's really important where 
you might see that starting picture of somebody after they've grown up, they've had a couple kids and otherwise that they haven't mentioned, but they probably just let themselves go a little bit, you know, gain some body fat, ate a little too much, didn't exercise. So then when they started, they're primed for the most perfect fat loss where they've been overeating, not into an excessive level where they might be obese, but enough that there's a caloric surplus. So then you can take from it. And then what happens? Your body loses body fat. Add a little exercise, your body grows a little muscle. Like, I don't mean to sound condescending and make it sound like it's super easy, but it really is very simple when the body is primed to do that. And so many times those that are, those of us that are looking with that detective eye of like, why am I not seeing that kind of progress? Typically have the history of going back and forth, yo-yo dieting, maybe having more of a disordered eating patterns dating back into high school, body image dysmorphia, dating back into high school, always being concerned with what you're looking like. And you multiply that by decades, your late 20s, 40s, 50s at times, you haven't been as kind to your body. And so when you start a training program or a nutrition program protocol and your body's not responding quite as quickly, vast, vast differences are going to occur on the inside there. I think that, um, you know, part of that too is when, you, when you're looking at these things is really kind of getting honest with yourself about what that history, you know, is, what, what has your lifestyle been, what's your body type, um, you know, some people might, you're going to carry genetically maybe more around your middle section and other people might be, for us women, lower hips. And, you know, like you may be looking at a picture of somebody that is not your body type and you know, you're going to respond differently anyways. But if, you know, if, if you, and we all have our places where we have a propensity to gain or whatever, um, you know, if you're a very thick waisted, you know, individual and you're looking at somebody that, you know, has a 23 inch waist or something like that, it's, it's probably, it's not realistic for you. And so to get really real with yourself um, about, owning what is beautiful about your genetic disposition as opposed to focusing on the negative parts and, you know, looking for um, just comparing your best self against your next best self, you know, type of thing. And I remember talking to a client about this a couple of weeks back and I said, Oh, I'd love for you just to pull up a picture of yourself from like three or four years ago and let's see where you were then compared to where you are now. And I know she was in a very different place. And when she did that, it was like, oh, wow, I really have made progress. I'm not all the way over here where I want to be yet, but I sure have made a significant amount of progress. And it really put her mindset, I think, back in a place where she was ready to continue to pursue um, the next level best thing for her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love that because sometimes you need to, you need to really celebrate your own progress in order to, you know, make sure that you're propelling forwards. Um, or that's where the importance of having that community, having a mentor in your life, having someone pouring into you. I think these are all really great things to make sure that we're still moving forward, still cranking it out um, and making sure that we're going where we want to be. Right. No, that's really great. And, and ultimately like you have to decide like, would 
taking a break and a little detox of some social media be good for you. That's, that's an option. Obviously if you're in a vulnerable time of your life or you're just finding yourself to be very negative in that aspect, because asking the questions in general is very, very healthy. That's how you learn. Um, what's not healthy is judging your own body negatively. And so the more confident you become with your own actions that, that you're already doing to reach your goals, the more you can ask those questions inquisitively and not judgmentally, I think. Yes. Yep. That's huge. Yeah. That, that is so important. I think too, not judging yourself is, you know, part of just being able to get a hold of appreciating where you are while you're learning to improve. Like being present with the right now, because you, we can look down the road and think, oh, when we met our goals, everything is going to be fantastic and whatever type of thing. But really, it's when we focus on living right now in the midst to reaching our goals that when we finally reach them, it's just like it's just a regular part of life. It's not this just all of a sudden this big milestone of which you can only um it can only go up from there or whatever down from there. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yes. Yes. No, yeah. that's great. Yes. Well, these are all such important takeaways and remedies for you guys that are just so, so important to hopefully help you. Yes. That's great. Well, there you have it, guys. Thank you so much for joining in to another episode of the Fit Me Forever podcast. If you guys have any questions, please don't hesitate to reach out via email at info at theomnifit.com. And of course, please connect with us on social media. All of our handles, our Instagram and Facebook are both at The Omnifit. And if you like this kind of content, if you like what we're putting out, please rate us on iTunes and Stitcher. That helps other people find us, and it lets us know that we're putting out content that you enjoy. All right, talk to you guys soon.